Hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Uh, this week we're going to do a few a little different things and today what I thought we might do is talk about something that you might be thinking about if you're reading through the one-year Bible as we are. Because right now we're in, um, still in the Old Testament, we're in the book of Leviticus, which can be a pretty daunting book to read. Um, it has a lot of particulars about the priesthood. Um, if, you were, if you were reading through Exodus, there was a lot of particulars about the tabernacle, and now they're introducing Aaron and his sons and, and how all that goes. And so I know if you're reading through this, you might be asking yourself, how, do, how does all this relate to us today? Why do we even, um, why is it even relevant to, to learn about that or to read about that? And uh, my best question answerer is right here. So I thought I would pitch that to him and let him talk about that for a minute. Well, I don't know about that part, but I do know that, well, first of all, let me just go somewhere real quickly for okay. anyone who might be in the one-year Bible. If you get hung up or snagged in one of those long Old Testament passages about the offerings or the feasts or the you know genealogies or that kind of thing, don't worry about skipping that and moving on to something that uh, is, is going to be something that will connect with your heart. I mean, those things are there for a reason, but I want to go into what that reason is now because the question might be, what is a priest? Because when we read first half of the Bible, there are priests. When we get into the church age, we don't see priests anymore, but then there are Christian groups that have priests today. Right. What's that story? So let me just go back and start as simply as I know how. In the Old Testament, there are typically two offices, mm -hmm. spiritual offices. There's the office of the priest and the office of the prophet. And we, we hear a lot about the priests offering sacrifices. And of course, there, there's a whole big section of the Bible that are prophets. Here's the best way to keep this straight. Priests always represent humans to God and prophets always represent God to humans. Prophets are always taking the message of God and giving it to people. Priests, on the other hand, are dealing with people that are flawed and broken, and they go into ceremonies that give those broken, flawed people an opportunity to deal with their sin. So, in the Old Testament, it's before Jesus came into the world. Those sacrifices that they were offering were an act of obedience and also an act of believing that God was going to send his perfect sacrifice in the future. But the book of Hebrews makes this very clear in chapter 10, verse 4. It was never possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Mm -hmm. So in effect, when people brought their sacrifices to the priest and the priest offered them, um, they were being obedient. And the blood of those animals was a symbol of the blood that Jesus would someday shed. But again, those sacrifices never took away sin. It was kind of like, and I hope this isn't sacrilegious, I don't mean it to be that way, but it was kind of like sin was placed on a credit card. It right. was like it was just piled up in the future, which is why when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming in the Gospel of John chapter one, he said, behold the Lamb of God, which Take takes away. away the sin of the world. You know, it's the first time a lamb was gonna be able to take away sin. So. Why do we not have priests today? Because the Bible is very clear that Jesus came and did actually what all of those sacrifices typified. And once he came and offered himself as a sacrifice for sin, there was no more need for mm -hmm. any more sacrifices. Mm -hmm. So we put our confidence 
in what Jesus did. In the Old Testament, they put their confidence in what God was going to someday do. They didn't know Jesus' name yet, but they had the promise that God was going to send a Savior. Let me just talk about something that's really big, because one of the biggest myths and maybe the biggest mistake that people make when they're looking at the Old Testament is to believe that the Old Testament people were saved by their works Mm -hmm. and the New Testament people are saved by grace. That is a terrible misunderstanding of the Bible. The Old Testament people were saved by grace, just like Mm -hmm. New Testament people are. They believe that the sacrifice, the Savior would come. We know that he did come, but you know, from Noah who found grace in the eyes of the Lord, or, you know, the Bible says that if, in this is in Romans chapter four, that if Abraham had been saved by works, he would have had something to brag about, but he wasn't saved by works. Mm-hmm. He was saved by faith, the grace through faith. So why do we not have priests in the New Testament? Well, and, and again, I could get off on this and go for a long time, but let, let me just give you a, a, an illustration from the Old Testament. Um, when the priest would go into the holy place on the Day of Atonement, which was one day a year, um, the holy place had two chambers. There was the outer chamber, and then there was the inner chamber that was called the Most Holy Place, or the Holy of Holies. The high priest, only, only the high priest, could go into the Holy of Holies on one day a year, the Day of Atonement, and he had to do exactly what God told him to do. He couldn't go in without blood. Mm. So he had to go in there with the blood of the lamb. And so he would crawl under that curtain and he would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. uh, And then he would go back through the Holy of Holies and he could never go in there again until the next day of atonement. Well, it's interesting. When Jesus died on the cross, Mary Alice, and I'm sorry I'm talking too much Mm -hmm. here. But when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible tells us that the the curtain in the temple that separated the holy place from the most holy place was torn, but not from the bottom to the top. Mm. And this was a four inch thick curtain. Josephus said two teams of horses couldn't have pulled it apart. It was torn from the top to the bottom, Mm. signifying that the way into the most holy place was now open. And scripture tells us that we can go into the presence of God anytime, 365 days a year, 24 seven. And we don't have to have a priest do it for us. The Bible tells us God has made us a kingdom of priests. Okay, let me go to a sensitive place, and I won't spend a lot of time here, but we we know there are Christian groups that have priests. Mm -hmm. Well, again, this goes to when uh, Constantine basically declared that the Roman Empire was now going to be Christian. What happened is a whole lot of pagan elements got baked into Mm -hmm. so-called Christianity, and these pagan religions had priests Mm -hmm. and so there's this idea okay we're going to try to find some way to fold priests in to the christian community but of course there's nothing about that in the new testament Mm -hmm. that was all you know this is this is a problem i have with religion not with not with people that are in religions i mean i love them and god loves them but one of the problems with man-made religions is it's going to screw things up eventually. It's a system. It's a system. Created. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I know about about the priesthood. That's good. Well, I, I hope that helps you because I know it can be a little daunting reading through that if you don't understand the context of what it is you're reading and, and how it even relates to us today. So I appreciate that answer. If you've got any further questions, drop us a comment down below or... or um, reach out. You can text talk to us at 97,000 or comment on Facebook. We'll try to get those questions answered. But I do hope you are reading through the one-year Bible. And don't let 
the Leviticus yeah. and Numbers. Don't let that slow you down or stop you. Like Mark said, if you come to those, like even while we're reading, if it's that long list of different organs and all those, we just skip over that. We do. We skip that. We just skip that yeah. part. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it had it had purpose, but that's mm-hmm. you know. We well, it's, in some ways, down. it's like an encyclopedia article. I mean, right. it's got very important information. But when we open the scriptures, we're desperate to get something from God. And I'm not saying you can't get something from God in those texts. I'm just saying, don't let them slow you down yes. and stop you. Don't let that keep you from reading. Yeah. Keep going. And besides, you read it in Mark, and the Psalms have been fantastic. So. Uh, that's one of the reasons I love the one-year Bible. So I hope it's been helpful to you today. And uh, let's just close with a word of prayer. Yeah. And before we do, Mary Alice, uh, this just one thing. You don't need a priest. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a priest. Mm-hmm. And you can intercede for people in your life. I mean, that's part of the priesthood of the believer. The fact that you can, you if, if you love somebody who's not walking with the Lord and maybe doesn't know Jesus Christ, you can go into the holy place today. You can go into the most holy place in the presence of God. And the Bible says we can go boldly. Boldly, boldly yeah. And you can place. intercede for that person. And, and I mean, it's not just for that. You can intercede for fellow believers. You know, you're a priest before God. And the Bible says God, well, I think I said this earlier, God has made us a kingdom of priests. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a priest. If you know Jesus, you are, you are a, priest. a priest. You are a priest. You just didn't know that. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's pray. Oh, Lord, we love you and we need you today. May your Holy Spirit uh, set our hearts aflame with this awareness that we have been given the privilege of interceding for others in our lives. Oh God, may we not get so distraught with problems and the cares of this age that we forget that we can walk into your presence anytime, day or night. Even if we wake up at three o'clock in the morning and the room is dark, we can go right into your presence. Thank you for that. Oh, how you must love us to give us that opportunity. And we praise you and ask these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us on Noah's Window today. We'll be back tomorrow. I think Mary Alice has another question for me. Uh, so you pray for me, <laughs> and we'll see you soon. God bless.